everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 476. Today we're going to take a look at Empires, the Age of Discovery. And this is a massive, huge box. Just for reference here, we have the <clears throat> Liberty or Death box. And you can see, uh, this is actually a pretty big box by itself, but this one is really, really big. So this is from Eagle Griffin Games, and uh, seems to be the next in their line of over produced and over blinged out uh, Euro games. This is actually an old game, I believe about 10 years old now, uh, Age of Empires 3. Same designer, same basic gameplay. I never played the old one, but I think there's some small tweaks here. This one actually includes an expansion, uh, the builder's expansion. It comes right in the box. You can play with or without it as you like. But the idea is, just like Age of Empires 3, the game, the video game, you are sort of coming across from Europe as different possible European powers at the time and colonizing you know, the new world of the Americas as we know it. Uh, so it's a worker placement slash area control game at its heart, um, but it has some, some interesting sort of ties to the theme and everything. So let's take a look at the gameplay and I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, so here's almost everything you get in the game. I can't quite actually fit it all in. The board is a pretty decent size. You can see it's got a map of South America and Mexico, the Caribbean here, and then up into North America over on this side. And what players are really trying to do in this game is have area majority in these different provinces at the end of different scoring rounds. Now, the way that you're gonna do that is you're gonna do worker placement style actions on all of these different tracks here. And as you can see, there is a massive amount of miniatures, which you don't usually see in a Euro game, and there are various different types. So everybody's gonna get a whole bunch in their color. You can see some of these guys have guns and they're carrying little satchels and so on. I'll explain all these in a minute, but there's a whole mass of these here. And players will also get a player board with a different uh, nation here. So you've got Portugal as an example there. You've got the Ottoman Empire. And there's a big empty space here. You'll be able to put all your goods and buildings and things that you acquire in this spot. There's going to be a special ability that you get as a particular nation. So Ottoman Empire's got that. France here has another ability. And a lot of times these abilities are going to be once per age. There's three ages in the game, or it might even be once per game. Now you do not have to play with these. I would recommend playing with them, but I also maybe for your first game you don't. I could kind of go either way on that actually. I will say that these are open to abuse and exploitation. Uh, so you've got to be aware of the possibilities of how these different special abilities will interact with some of the special abilities of the buildings that you might acquire in the game and so on, because you can set yourself up and do some really cool, nasty stuff, but I think that's really fun. But it's just something you've got to be kind of aware of and know what other players are capable of doing and so on. And you can also see here, he says available workers. Now you're gonna get, you can see one, two, three, four, five workers every turn. So you can see you've got your sort of normal colonist here. And the model is the same for all the different colors. And so he's carrying like some logs or some food or something possibly. So you get five of these every turn. You're gonna be placing these guys out onto different action spaces on the board and then losing them. So basically you play all the workers you get you might at some point acquire like a missionary figure here. You can see he's got his cross there and his robes. You might get him as well for use on the following turn. You're gonna spend all these workers. And then unless you take actions to acquire more of these specialty workers, and there's a few different kinds, you're gonna lose them. But you're always gonna get a sort of reset 
of five of your normal workers every turn. Now, like I said, there is three ages in the game. The game's gonna be eight turns long, and you use one of these cool plastic ships to count as a round tracker. You're gonna score at the end of each age. So you're gonna have three rounds and then scoring, and then three more and scoring, and then finally two more and a scoring. So before we take a look at the actions that you can do, let's take a look at the map a little bit more closely. So the first thing to note are these discovery tiles. Now each province is going to get seated with these face down discovery tiles. On the other side, you have kind of the Native American strength and will to keep you out of there. And all of these spaces are gonna get one except for the Caribbean. So this is gonna be open to uh, sort of colonization right from the beginning. To unlock these other territories, you've got to do a discovery action and then sort of has kind of a pseudo combat and then remove that tile. Once that tile's removed, then you're gonna to start to open up more and more of the board for colonization. So immediately you're going to be able to go right to the Caribbean and then also do exploration and discovery here to open up the board slowly as the game progresses. Now the way that you score in the game is if you have some workers in a particular region, so let's just use the Caribbean right now. Let's say blue's got two there, and very simply green has one. Nothing is going to score at the end of round three, six, and eight. One of the characters has to have at least three workers in their color, and that means the area is considered colonized. Once that happens, as soon as the third worker comes here, then that player also will be able to steal this trade good here and you can see the board tells you which one to seed it with so the Caribbean will always start with sugar so once as soon as the blue player places their third worker there bam they take the sugar and they add it to their board but let's say we're doing a scoring round in this particular case blue is in first greens in second blue will get six points and green will get two so first and second place are always scored third place and beyond are not if they're both tied, for example, then they'll both get two points in that case. Maybe orange is in here with a worker, they won't score at all because if there's ever a tie for first, then you know they each get two and nobody else gets nothing. If it was this example here where blue was solely in first, they would again get six. But then since orange and green are tied for second, in this case with each one worker, they get zero. So you've gotta have second solely on your own to get those two points. So let's take a look at the different actions and things that are gonna help you get colonists out here, get the special workers, look at what they do, talk about these special buildings and so forth. Well, during the course of your turn, everybody's gonna take turns placing a worker anywhere they want out here on these different boards. So maybe the yellow player puts a guy here, he wants to buy one of these buildings. You might put a folk out here to do a discovery action. You might go here to get more specialists and so on. You kind of put them out however you want. Once everybody's gone around and passed and placed all their workers out, then we're gonna resolve them top to bottom and then move on to the next round. So the first spot at the top here that's gonna be resolved is this initiative track. And this will actually change the turn order once we're done resolving all of these. But once we start to resolve these, you can see you get a dollar amount. And that particular spot here has a sort of limit and an order that you have to place workers. So the first person to go there has to place on that left-hand spot there. And you can only ever place one worker on this initiative track. These other spots, you can put as many as you want down in each of the different spots. And so once we start resolving this, let's say it was like this, then the yellow player will get $1, orange will get two, and then green here will get three. And I should say the game comes with this cool metal money there. Uh, the golds are five and the silvers are one. Very nice money, obviously. 
So this is going to also reset the turn order to a degree once we get to the bottom, which I'll explain. The next thing you're going to do is go in this colonist spot here. So you will go in here and you might place guys kind of towards the back as well. And then once we get here to resolve, you're going to take guys off in the order that they're outlined here. So the blue guy will be able to come and send out a colonist here to, you know, any explored territory and so on. So you start to take them out this way and you can see there's like an X and a Y there. There are some special abilities and buildings and things that allow you to place extra colonists here. But for the most part, you put them out here as you want. And then as we resolve, you go in number order there to place them out on the board. Now, a couple of things here. We showed you the missionary earlier. When the missionary is placed here and then comes out onto the board, they will actually grab another worker and bring that along with them. So when you put a missionary out, it's gonna actually sort of, you pull another worker out of your general supply here out of one of the piles and you bring it along with you to the spot and you've immediately got one, two, bam, just like that out onto the board. Thematically, what you're doing is kind of converting to uh, your religion here, one of the natives. The other type of worker that you might get here is a merchant, and they have a special ability. When you place them from the colony track onto the board, they're just immediately going to generate you $5. So that's all they do. They're just like a normal worker otherwise, but as soon as they make landfall, you're going to get an extra $5. Now the next thing, you might get one of these builder workers, which I'll talk about how to get these workers in a minute, but you can see he's got the hammer there. When he comes out, he's gonna be in a spot, let's say we put him here, we've already got a couple here actually, and what a builder will do is it will increase the value of whatever province they're in for each of uh, the builders there. So that's going to increase it for first and second place. So, for each builder, it's gonna increase first place by four points and second place by two. Finally, the next type of worker that's gonna be of importance to colonize with are these military soldiers here. You can see they've got the little guns. So when they come out here, they're not really gonna do anything until you actually execute a warfare action, which I'll show you later, but you need soldiers out here in the colonies to execute that. Now the next spot that's gonna resolve are this trade good spot here. So as players place these out, and then we get to resolve this, you're gonna choose in this order that you've placed them, which trade good you want to take. So simply yellow might take uh, the cattle and the blue player might take the indigo, and they're gonna just put that on their player board. And of course, you can also get these trade goods like I showed you uh, from being the first person to have three colonists in a zone. Now, what's gonna happen at the end of each round, I'll go ahead and talk about it now, is you can see it's on the board here. If you have any three goods, so if I just had those three goods there, I'm gonna generate a dollar of income. If I have three of a kind, I'll generate $3. If I have four of a kind, four of the matching, so right now I've got two cattle, I can just need one more to get three. If I got a fourth cattle, I would generate $6. And that's gonna happen every single round. And that's gonna be a very important part of the game actually to get money to purchase buildings and do other things with. And this will reset uh, every round it'll be wiped out if there's any there and then you reset new ones from a bag now the next spot here is the merchant shipping there's always going to be one ship available each round and then players will place uh, workers uh, it could be as many workers as we want here one at a time you'll be placing those you can see a captain which i haven't showed you and these are the guys here uh, they kind of look like soldiers but this guy has a sort of a seeing eyeglass there and they have the square bases too. Some of the bases are different to make it easier to tell. Uh, so if I had this captain here, he's gonna actually count as two. So right now the yellow player 
has three workers. They got one, two for the captain, and then another one for the soldier. Uh, everybody else doesn't have anything different, but if you did have a merchant, these also count for two. You can see merchants count as two. So if the green player had a merchant be one, two, three, four, they would have the majority here, and whoever has the majority when we resolve this gets this ship and adds it to their player board. And what this is, is actually a wild trade good. It can count as any type of trade good when you go to resolve and figure out how much income you get at the end of the round. Now the next spot here are these capital buildings, and there are different ages, so you can see uh, there are age ones that are in green, and then once we start to move into age two and three, you're gonna start to draw buildings from these different stacks. Now the age three buildings are a little bit nastier than the others, and they're also gonna have a lot of in-game points. So you might get extra points for your trade goods or the types of workers or you know, uh, controlling the colonies in different ways. So a lot of your in-game bonuses are gonna come out here. Now there is a variance to sort of deal these out and show the initial 10 uh, for the last two rounds and have those face up on the side of the board so players can kind of know what the end game bonuses are or you can just kind of draw it randomly and you won't see it until you get to those rounds. Now how do you get the buildings? Well what you're going to do is you're going to place workers here obviously and you're going to buy the buildings in this particular order and if you can see here it says age one is going to cost ten dollars. Age two is going to cost fourteen. Age three is going to cost twenty. However if you have a builder it's going to be minus five dollars. So or in age one, the yellow player put their captain there for some reason, and they're gonna be able to buy one of these buildings for $10. And then blue will get two shots at it, and they will be able to buy it for 10 minus five, so each of these will cost them $5. And these do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a ton of these, and there's a ton of variety that you're gonna get out of them. There's a big old stack over there. And this is really a huge part of the game, uh, getting certain things that are going to sort of combo maybe with your nationality's ability or ones that'll combo well together. Now this one, for example, you can see is a good example. It's got an infinity symbol. Something's gonna happen every round and it says one free soldier in the discovery box each turn, which I'll talk about in a minute, but basically you're gonna get a discovery, a soldier in the discovery box every turn. Uh, what else is there? Here we've got plus one builder every turn and so on. And some of these are gonna be immediate effects here. So this one, for example, is immediately take $20. And then you've got this one here, uh, which if you see there, it's got that little uh, X there. That means you don't actually have to pay for it. You can just take it. And this one is immediately take $5. So there's a couple of those in there, uh, these spoils of war that you get an immediate sort of cash injection. So you buy those, you put those on your board and so on. And there's just all kinds of different possibilities there. Next we'll resolve the discovery box. And you might have captains, you might have soldiers, you might for some reason put just regular folks in there. And in turn order, you're going to be able to discover, if you wish, uh, one of the undiscovered colonies. Now you can in this particular spot, leave your workers here and sort of build up slowly over time, uh, you know, a bigger sort of invasion army, if you will, to conquer uh, one of these different regions. Now you can see again, captains actually count as two strength. So this captain here will actually count as two uh, workers in this case. And soldiers, we're gonna give you a little bit of extra money. Now let's talk about how the discovery actually works. Let's take these three folks here. We've got a captain, a merchant who's on the wrong ship, and then a soldier. And we're gonna try to, uh, let's say, colonize uh, Brazil. 
So we're going to send these folks out here. What we're going to do is take a look here at the discovery child. So I've got one, two, three, four strength. We'll flip this over. We can see the strength we need to equal or beat, and this is three. So we've done that in this case. We're going to keep this top. We're going to score five victory points at the end of the game with it. And we're going to get some money. So we're going to get $2 times the number of soldiers. So we have one soldier here. And so we're going to get $2 for him, plus always an additional dollar. So in this case, total of $3. Now, if we didn't beat it, let's say we had five strength, we didn't have quite enough. Now, regardless, you're going to discard all of these workers back to your pool. Uh, but there are some different variants in terms of if you get to a spot and you can't, you know, defeat it. You can either just put it back down without showing anybody. You could leave it face up. You can discard it and draw a new one. I would say play however you want. To me, it's six one half dozen, and it just changes the metagame up uh, based on you know which style you choose. Uh, I don't know, really have a favorite, honestly, because I haven't played with all of them yet, but uh, do whatever you want there. Now, if you do defeat it, like I said, you'll keep this, you'll discard everybody that you sent, and then you'll grab a colonist out of your pool and leave just him behind, sort of as sort of initial uh, colonist there. Now, once you've discovered all of the different locations on the board, you can still do the discovery action. You have this deck of cards that you're going to uh, pull from. So what you do is you just draw the top card, and you get possibly some victory points as before, and then some extra money, you just keep the card there at the end. And so some of the different buildings and things will actually combo off you know, the number of discoveries that you have uh, in your possession as well. Next, we're gonna get to the specialist spot. This is very simple. Uh, if I had put a worker here on the missionary, when we get to resolve that, then I'm gonna grab a missionary out of the supply and I get to use them for my following turn. You get the missionary, the merchant, the soldier, the captain, the builder, and you can, if you want, go to this spot, pay $5, and they get any of these of your choice. Next, we're going to have the warfare spot. So if you send a worker down here, you can enact them at different battles. And you can see there's two types of battles. There's a battle and there's a war. Now, the battles are free and the wars cost $10. And I'll explain the difference now. Now, if you do a battle, you're going to pick one province, maybe the Caribbean in this case, and you're going to choose one opponent. So maybe yellow chose uh, to battle and they're going to choose to fight blue. So green's off the hook for right now. And you're going to take a look at the number of soldiers that each side has. So yellow in this case has uh, two soldiers there, and then blue has the one here. And both sides are going to fire each other kind of simultaneously. So yellow is going to say, you know what, I'm going to kill off your missionary and your soldier, and blue is going to say, I'm going to kill off one of your soldiers. So these guys will go away, and then that's simply a battle. Now, when you do a war, you're going to just pick an opponent and you're going to fight them everywhere. So you pay the $10, and then if I said blue, I was a yellow player, we're going to fight here, we're going to fight in Florida, we're going to fight in New France, and so on, and then we're going to wipe each other out in the same manner like so. And then finally, you're going to reorder uh, the player order based on the track way at the top where you left your workers up there on the initiative track, and you'll have a new turn order for the following round. And like I said, once you go through uh, the three phases, the three ages in all eight rounds, you're gonna score points three times. You're gonna get possibly some extra points for your different buildings. You're going to also get points, like I said, for the discovery tiles and the discovery cards. And remember how I said each round you generate some income from your trade goods. In the last round, instead of money, you're gonna generate that many victory points. Oh, and I should have said at the end of each of the different ages, when you score, you can also purchase uh, victory points for various amounts of money as well. Oh, I forgot to mention that on the other side of the map, there is a completely new map. 
which I haven't played with because you can see here there's silk and tea and so on. Uh, the game as you get it doesn't come with these new trade goods here. You've got to get that as an extra kind of bonus. Uh, so this new map isn't worth anything until you get the expansions. And there's a different rule. I believe the only different rule is you don't actually use the discovery cards once you've discovered all the lands. So that's a little bit different. Okay, so that's Empire's Age of Discovery. What I think of it, well, I really have regretted not playing this over the last 10 years. That's a game that I've sort of heard about and a lot of people reviewed nicely and talked about nicely on Board Game Geek uh, for a long time. And it's really good. <laughs> uh, so it has a whole worker placement thing and then you kind of move all those workers over and then you're taking area control of the different provinces. Uh, I like how that whole thing works out. Uh, you've got certain timing aspects of like, where do I go? Do I place at the beginning of the track, the middle of the track, the start of the track? You know, do I focus more on getting some of these specialty workers like the missionaries and the soldiers and so on? Uh, how do I exploit my different special abilities that I have as the nation? And all that good stuff. And it works and it plays very, very simply and smoothly. It is very cutthroat. It can be very, very nasty. You can control that to a degree if you're one of those players that doesn't like, uh, well, there's area control, so you can't get completely away from the nastiness, but you can kind of tweak that just a little bit. Uh, I will say that you see a little bit more wars and battles with more players because with less players, the size of the board doesn't change, um, but the amount of discoveries that happen does change. So it kind of self-balances in that way. But if you have more players, you're gonna have more opportunities to have little battles here and there and wars and so on. Wars aren't really that common, but you'll definitely see uh, battles. Now you can also tweak the meanness of it by excluding or including the builder expansion buildings. And there's a little icon on the buildings. It's like a little two hammer sort of cross. You can take all of those out. Those tend to be the more mean buildings uh, in the game. So you can take those out and deal with it that way but it's going to be very interesting how players react, I think, to the different special abilities of the nations. Uh, there is a little bit of loosey-goosiness with those different special abilities. I've had a few times where, you know, there's been some lack of clarity in terms of like, okay, this power interacting with this power and so on. Not to a degree where I think it's really a problem, but because I've gone on a board game geek and I've found all the answers to any of the issues that are, arose for us. But I think it's something you need to keep in mind. And, uh, and you can be very, very abusive with the power. Now, the most egregious example so far that I've seen, and this player actually did not even win the game, uh, they did make good use of the power, is they were able to have their soldiers act as a missionary. So when they send a soldier out, not only is it a soldier that they're sending that can do battle, but it brings the other worker along with it. And another building come out, I think it's an H2, that allows missionaries to bring an additional worker, so two more workers. And so we had to look that up and say, well, it's not really a missionary, but it's acting as a missionary. And the ruling that I found was, yep, yeah, it can bring in a second uh, or third, in this case, worker along with it. So not only does he have a soldier, but he's got this other. So I was like, wow, those two powers really interact well together. And whereas like the power for Spain, I think it's Spain, they get a free discovery at the beginning of the game and they get a free soldier there. But I wasn't really sure if you get the free colonists and the free soldier or just the free soldier. 
and so on. So, and that power doesn't really seem as good as some of the other powers. Uh, like England's power is you get to reorder the colonist track and then add a couple of free colonists there. Well, that's probably best to just save it for the last turn of the game, but there might be other opportunities where you want to use it as well. Whereas like the soldier ability where you get to bring in the stuff is like, okay, well you get, to, that's awesome, you know, all the time. So you've got to really, uh, you know, take a look at those powers and whether or not you want to include them, but also just kind of know, okay, Billy's got the power, we've got to play around that power. It's, it's to the point where I don't really necessarily think it's unbalanced. I mean, it could be wrong. I don't, haven't played it enough, but it's like players have to react accordingly to that. Oh, the other interesting power here was the Portugal. I was trying to find that. Once per age, they're allowed to, instead of going to discovery a colony, they can go out right to the discovery deck. Uh, which is interesting. And then you can get some other uh, buildings like the Plague and so on to help you with that. And uh, you're kind of fighting sort of a weakened discovery deck at that point. Uh, that was a good ability as well. I don't really think that was necessarily uh, at least potentially overpowered. I kind of feel like the Ottoman Empire one could be. But it, like I said, the player didn't win the game, but uh, they got second place. And it definitely was abusable over the course of the game. And that's just something you've got to know. It's like when they go to take the soldier action, you've got to go there. You've got to get turn order and try to go there. Or players kind of collectively have to do that. I think the game works well thematically too. And that's why it really kind of pushes this game into kind of that level of excellent game. Uh, you know, you've got different types of workers, which is very interesting. The missionaries do their thing, the soldiers do their thing, and so on. And you've got kind of this loose economy kind of feeling where you're maybe focusing a little bit on the economy, getting goods, getting buildings, and getting more abilities, and also just kind of the process of getting colonists over across the Atlantic over to this area, because that's where your bread and butter is going to be, is you're going to score points with area control, and everything's going to kind of revolve around that. Uh, you know, you've got the interaction, I guess you could say, with the Native Americans, which is simply just flip a tile over and then sort of conquer that. Uh, so it's, you know, some people might have issue with that, I think. It feels like, I guess I, I, guess I have a little bit of an issue with it or else it wouldn't occur to me, but, um, you know, it's, that's, that is what it is and that is what happened. You know, all the nations of Europe came over and just wiped out everybody without really asking them if they wanted to be wiped out and have their life completely changed. Uh, that's what happened. So uh, that's, the, uh, that's the historical part of it. Uh, there are some cards that you know there's sort of you can make allies with the indians and stuff like that too um because that did happen a little bit uh but yeah so that's there's that part of it as well it's very much a conquest game uh, and it's kind of interesting to me i guess in an intellectual way where you know you've got this worker placement area control and that kind of historical kind of mixed in and it kind of works really well in that regard where you know you're competing kind of these abstract kind of marketplaces you know getting the services of these different specialists and all that kind of stuff and then your ultimate goal is to go and expand out of your crumbling uh you know decaying continent and find another continent to uh you know to conquer and make part of yours and so all of that stuff sort of works well together in the and just the mechanics of the kind of the the viciousness of the area control and the worker placement lends itself uh to to that and I think the game works really well. It's kind of like one of those, you know, I've talked a lot about kind of the nastiness of it. It's one of those games that is kind of like, we were talking about this with my game group. It like predates the whole hybrid idea. If you think of a game like Eclipse or whatever, where it's kind of a Euro, it's kind of an Ameritrash, it's kind of a war feel to it. 
this kind of has that. It's, it's very much a Euro worker placement area control type of thing, but it has that very in your face, you know, take that kind of thing going on, but not to the degree where I think it leaves Euroland, you know, it, it has all of that very smart, efficient kind of discrete functionality and in, in actions that you have to sort of exact, um, you know, and then it kind of blends in very nicely with that. So it kind of like sneaks up on you a little bit like what you're doing, you know, because you're like, okay, I'm going to go here, get some trade goods, get some money, get some buildings, get new workers. And then all of a sudden now we're fighting, we're in each other's face and they're like, I'm fighting you over here and you over here. And there's like multiple fronts and everybody's kind of clawing and scratching uh, for this newly discovered land. And that really just kind of comes right out of the mechanics and everything. Uh, and I think the game kind of, like I said, is a little bit sneaky that it does such a good job of that. Uh, you know, obviously the production quality of this new version uh, is, is really well, really good. I mean, you have so many cool looking plastic miniatures. I never have any hard time telling them apart. Uh, you know, the coins, obviously, everything's kind of nice and thick. The map itself is like a tad ugly for me. Now the actual placement spots where you put your workers, that looks nice, I like how that looks, but the actual uh, provinces on the board, they're a little bit sparse. You know, it's functional, you can tell what's going on, you can tell you know where one region begins and another ends. I kind of like to see that gussied up a little bit for some reason. I only mention that because everything else I think looks really well done and put together and, and very over the top and kind of in keeping with what Eagle Griffin's been doing lately with these, these Euros. But I recommend the game. Now it's expensive. It's like a hundred bucks or more, maybe 125. Uh, so you got to know that going into it. But I think the gameplay is at that level. I think it's it's at the level where it's worth that amount. And I have played it uh, different player counts. It plays nice at the different player counts. I haven't played it with six. <laughs> I think that would be way in your face uh, because five is definitely more in your face than three and four. Oh, I haven't played with two either. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I don't know about two-player with this one. I think you want at least three, because you want the different players in there. Um, but yeah, so is it worth the 100 bucks? That's kind of up to you and your wallet. But I think they've put enough into it. The gameplay's, you know, developed and, and everything enough. You can customize it. You can take out the nasty buildings. You can play with the out the builder expansions. And you can even play with that with or without the different powers. There's different variants, you know, for how the discoveries work. And, and like I said, that's... Sometimes I kind of will beat up on a game a little bit for that if they're like, well, did they figure out what the right way was? But in this case, it really feels like it's more of a metagame choice where it's, you know, how do we want the discoveries to resolve and some other things. Uh, so I think they've put enough effort and production and polish into it to make it uh, worth the 100 bucks. But whether it's worth that to you, of course, is up to you. So that is Empire's Age of Discovery. Definitely take a look at this one and maybe give it a shot first before you spend the money on it but I would say at least give it a shot because it's really well well done and like I said it, it, it it's old it kind of feels old you know because it's got worker placement air control it's very simple in that regard there's not a lot of chromy gussied up mechanics on top of all of this stuff like you see a lot more recently in what you call a euro game um, but it's got a lot of other things going on that, you know, things recently have kind of forgotten with games in a way. Um, and we'll probably come back one day. But take a look at it. Thanks.